Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you could do anything in the world right now, what would you do? What makes you happy? What excites you? What are your unique strengths? You know, we're living in a culture and society filled with money scarcity, the idea that more is always better. And this creates a lack of authenticity. Maybe you feel this way. But what if you could create an enriched life full of time, money, and meaning? Our guest in this special summer reboot episode is Todd Miller, author of a new book called Enrich. And this episode will give you a framework to empower you to take control, reclaim, and enrich your life. I'm so excited to share this reboot episode with you. I'm Shauna Compton-Game, and this is Millennial Money. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world, about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. I think we're on somewhere around 650 episodes of this show now. 
And I could just hang out with you every week and give you episode after episode of Money Tools, get this insurance, set up this account, divvy up your paycheck this way, but that's not really how you create a quote-unquote wealthy life. And I'm not just talking about dollars here. So instead, let's talk about this idea of creating an enriched and wealthy life out loud, like really out loud. For me and and Todd, our guest on the show, this is the secret sauce that you need, how to create a vision for your life, how to get your money moving in that direction, and how to fight the default settings in life that tells you that you have to live your life only one way. Now that's a life worth living. So snuggle in, grab some snacks, and get ready for the most important 40 minutes of your life with our guest, Todd Miller. So Todd, uh, I am so excited to have you on the show. I know that you are coming to us from a very far away place, <laughs> from Thailand. So thank you so much for for taking time to be with us. Thank you so much. I am excited about being here and um, so looking forward to talking about money wellness with you. Well, I that is obviously a topic that is near and dear to me. And before we jump into it, I just, you know, I have travel lust. I've been stuck in L.A., not stuck, but, you know, we've we basically been in our house for the past year. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about, about life in Thailand. So I am living at the beach in Thailand. I retired on a full-time basis just over a year ago. Um, I spent most of my professional life in Hong Kong. And so I traded the big city to the beach life. And I've been in Thailand continuously since March of 2020. And I was in the States when the pandemic fully blossomed. And I said (laughs) to my family, you know, I don't think things are going so well here in the States. Um, (laughs) Understatement. We had no confidence that Thailand would do a better job, but we thought being at the beach, um, you know, where, where, where we are confronted with fresh air every day, that can't yeah. be a bad place to ride out this pandemic. And so we've gone to Thailand and Thailand has been a success story globally. And, you know, um, presently, Thailand has about 150 infections every day. Um, Compare that, of course, uh, very different and add several zeros to the U.S. experience. And so they've done a very good job at controlling the virus, largely by closing the borders. So Mm. you can have mobility within the country, but they make it very difficult to enter and to leave the country. The idea of being on the beach and breathing fresh sea air sounds so enchanting. <laughs> <laughs> well, when things loosen up, I hope you'll come out and visit. That I will definitely take you up on. You do not have to worry about that. And I, I think that so just eloquently sets up our discussion because when I think about the word intentionality, you really fit that definition for me. You've done so much in your life, so much in your career, and you've really created this life on your own terms intentionally. And I I love that word. And you say non-dependent on the paycheck, which I think is everyone's goal, if we're honest. Tell me more about about this journey to create this really intentional life the way you want to live it. Sure. 
So I'll back up about 25 years ago. Um, I have an an entertainment industry background. I worked for a major Hollywood studio for uh, the majority of my professional time. And I was very fortunate to learn a couple life lessons early in my career. And the result of those life lessons is I became obsessed with optimizing the work-life equation. And so Mm -hmm. I have extensively researched and aggressively experimented with all kinds of different tools and techniques and, and strategies to get the most out of life. And I, I realized uh, in my late 20s, I happened to be passing through the Dubai airport in the middle of the night, and everything in my life was going you know, swimmingly well. My career was, was on fast track. Um, I, I had a robust private life, personal life. Um, I had just paid off all my student loans. And so I was debt free and I thought, wow, I'm in a good spot, but it felt awkward because it felt that something was missing. And what I realized was absent was a sense of direction. I didn't know where I wanted to go from the point that I was in. And so I sketched out um, on the airport floor, you know, my first version of a life plan. And the whole notion of that plan is to really think about where I want to go in life. And that involves the professional, the personal and the financial. And once you define where you want to go, then act deliberately and with full intention to try to get there. And so this intentionality that, that, that you ask about and you speak about, it's really just born of a desire to uh, make sure that I end up in my life doing the things that enrich me and that resonate with me. Because the reality is that um, enriched lives and life success, it often doesn't happen accidentally. You know, we have to right. make it happen. And the way to make it happen is to act with intention every day, every week, every month. And if we do that, you know, the the consequences and the impact can profoundly improve our well-being. I love that story because I had a moment very similar to that about, gosh, it's now about nine years ago, I got the chance to travel to Africa. And I was there for about a month. And there was a mess up on my flight back to the States. And I ended up getting stuck in the Johannesburg airport for like 19 hours. They lost, (laughs) well, they lost my luggage (laughs) and I was flying to Kenya and then flying back to the US. So I actually didn't have enough South African money left and I hadn't let my credit card companies know I'd be in Johannesburg. So I got stuck and 
my credit cards were declining. I mean, it was just like, you know, my my baggage got lost and my cell phone charger was in it. It was pretty much like everything going wrong <laughs> that you could think mm-hmm. of did. And I had this moment where I literally just sat on the floor in the airport and was like, okay, all right, let's get it together. Let's let's really think about my life. And I had this whole just like epiphany moment, like you kind of talk about creating that vision. And from that, I was able to almost reshape my entire life in those 19 hours because I didn't have a lot of distraction and I was kind of in a place where, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of, I didn't have a lot of money right there. I mean, it was just, you know, it was, it was every scenario. I ended up luckily being able to get back home. But, um, you know, I think it's, it sounds so easy, right? Just map out the life you want to live and then figure out the steps to get there. It sounds so easy. And yet I think so many of us just like skip over that part. Either it's, we think, uh, oh, that can never happen. Or it's like, well, that's so easy. Why would I even do that? Like, what do you think it is about human nature that we skip over those, those really important things, like creating a vision for your life? Well, we spend as professionals, we spend way too much time thinking about how to improve our careers. And we spend way too little time thinking about what a meaningful life constitutes and how we can try to achieve it. And the reason for that is that we are educated and preconditioned to be successful in our careers. And certainly as we're going through the American educational process, um, you know, that process is really designed to help us be prosperous in our careers. And when we uh, start climbing on that career ladder, you know, we, we do so as quickly, you know, we try to climb as highly as possible. And uh, it's not until usually much higher on that ladder do we realize that the ladder is leaning against the, the wrong wall. <laughs> and, and so it, it's, but, but this whole career climbing process, um, it, it is the default setting upon which we all operate. Um, and it's, it's conditioned in us. And so in, Unless we deliberately and consciously acknowledge the setting and then change the setting, then, you know, we'll continue to be on that on that track mind that, for whatever reason, you know, tends to accentuate the professional much more than the personal. And mm. so it's really whether it takes getting stuck for 19 hours in the Johannes airport <laughs> Or just saying, I'm going to grab an hour of me time and go to somewhere and do this. You know, that, that there has to be a circumstance, there has to be an environment that, that allows you to think about what's really most important in life. And I think that just in the particular moment that we're all in, in a pandemic, is one of the silver linings from this whole experience in the past year 
is that perhaps people are thinking more seriously and more broadly about what they want out of life. And, you know, for any of your listeners that are wrestling with these issues, um, you know, indulge it, welcome it, and, and really try to begin to articulate what it is that will constitute a meaningful, enriched life for yourself. And then figure out a way to connect where you want to go, that intended outcome, with, with where you are now and the present. And I, I'm sure that there is, um, I'm trying to think of the most eloquent way to ask the follow-up question of this, but I think it really just comes down to, what if you map out that vision and you look at your bank account and the difference between those two things is very wide and very deep. How do you even begin to start plotting your way towards that? Because I feel like that's where a lot of people get stuck. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web, and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. 
You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards will remove money from that list by having frank, funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So it's all about the process. And goal, goal setting, goal achievement is 
such a big part of building financial security, of building careers, and we have to have the right processes when we set goals and when we set about to achieve those, those goals. And so in my book, I dedicated four chapters to prioritization, to goal setting, and to goal achievement. And beyond incorporating best practice research, I, I tried to go one step further. And I spent quality time with three world record holders. And the reason why I identified world record holders is for someone who's been the first, the fastest, or the only person on the planet to accomplish something, you know, that represents the supreme in goal achievement. And I wanted to learn from these world record holders. And after looking at all the academic research on goals and achievement, and after synthesizing everything that I learned from these these world-class record setters, I distill the process uh, really quite simply into two steps. And this is how that one bridges that gap between where you want to be and where you are. And it may be a big gap. And so the first step is to visualize, and that is to define the intended outcome and to not only define that outcome, but to define why that outcome is important to to you. And the one thing that these world record holders emphasized is that a goal has to resonate. There has to be a compelling reason why to achieve that goal. And without that resonance, you know, that the motivation just may not be enough to go and and to actually accomplish it. And so visualize, define the goal, why it's important, and internalize that, that reason. And also in visualization, anticipate the obstacles along the way. And then the second step, and this goes directly to your question, is reverse engineer. If you've defined where you want to be and then just work backwards and create as many milestones as appropriate and as necessary to get from where you are right now to that destination. And if it's a big goal, if it's a daunting goal, then that may involve many milestones. And that's okay. But it's it's very understandable for a large goal to appear daunting. And people give up without really even starting. And so rather than focus at the beginning on that end goal, focus on the first milestone that you set. Because 
if you don't achieve that first milestone, then you can forget about the second milestone and so <laughs> forth. And so intently focus and do everything you can to focus on that first milestone and set that milestone to a level that requires some effort, but that it's, it's doable, it's achievable. And then take baby steps to get to that first milestone. And then once you've gotten to that first milestone, then go to the second and just keep repeating that process methodically until ultimately you get where you want to go. So I can illustrate this point very well. One of the, uh, one of the individuals that I spent quality time with is Annabelle Bond. And she was, uh, is the fastest woman to conquer all the seven summits, which are the highest peaks wow. on each of the continents. <laughs> and she's the only person uh, who's done this, starting with Mount Everest as the warm-up act. And <laughs> so as she was ascending Mount Everest, you know, that's a months-long process. And she's right at the point where uh, in one day she'll be able to get to the summit of the highest point on earth. And when she woke up that morning on summit day, she did not say, I'm going to get to the summit. She focused, you know, so intently on the first milestone. Because if she didn't get to the balcony, she can forget about getting to the Hillary step. And if she doesn't get to the Hillary step, then she's not going to stand on top of Everest. And, and even on summit day, even on the last day of her ascent, she still incrementalized that goal into four intermediate milestones. And that is, that is how the world-class super achievers, that's how they achieve it. And if you visualize and incrementalize, you can apply this goal-setting strategy, certainly to financial goals, but also to career and to life goals as well. I love it. Wow. I couldn't even imagine climbing one of those mountains, <laughs> <laughs> let alone all of them. <laughs> yes. That's a in one that's year. a superpower. In one that's year. a superpower I I don't possess, but that is an amazing achievement and such a great example of taking things literally one step at a time. It's one step at a time. Yeah, and and what are the other I think themes that really stood out for me in your book and Rich was the idea of avoiding the default setting, which I think particularly if really any age in life, but I think particularly if you're starting out in your 20s, maybe early 30s, it's easy to fall in those patterns of default setting, whether it's the career path that you think you're supposed to go on or how much money you think you're supposed to earn, or maybe it's a family imposed thing. But I think we all at some point have an experience of of avoiding that um, default setting. And one of the things you talk about in the book is 
this idea of crafting a mission statement for your life, which I have done for years, and I think this is so powerful. I wish more people did this. Can you give us some examples of, of what, would, what would this look like to create a mission statement for your life? And how does that help you avoid these, these default settings? Yeah. So life is the accumulation of all of the individual choices that we make on a, on a daily basis. And the reason why sometimes we get so overwhelmed is because it's hard for us to make decisions. Right. And so, you know, one must ask, what can I do to make decisions? Because on any given moment, we have all these competing possibilities to suck up our time. And how do we decide whether to focus on A or to focus on, on B? And without some larger roadmap or some understanding of what's most important, then often we will not make the optimal decisions because, you know, we we have no larger roadmap on ultimately where we want to achieve. And so the tools that I prescribe in this book are to create a, a mission statement and a hierarchy of priorities. And th the reason why it's, it's valuable to create these two tools, and by the way, you can do these in a few minutes. You know, this is not a yeah. laborious exercise. But it's a way to help filter what's most important. And without that filter, decision-making is very, very hard. You know, I think, of, I think of something that Walt Disney said uh, decades ago. And he said that it's not hard to make decisions when you know what your values are. And that is exactly the spirit of creating a mission statement and, uh, and your hierarchy of priorities so that you determine in life what's non-negotiable, what's very important now, what's perhaps going to be important later, but not now, and what's nice to have, but not essential for your version of an enriched life. And if you categorize all your different priorities just in those four buckets, that in itself is a useful filter. But then if you superimpose that into a mission statement, um, which ultimately is just the way that you want to define yourself, how you would craft your identity for your life, think of your epithet, you know, um, in terms of when we finish our time on this planet, what do we want to be remembered for? What goes on the tombstone? You know, that is a mission statement. And so I'll give you a very practical real world example yes. of how a mission statement can be uh, a, a very, very powerful tool. So when I was working at the Hollywood studio, 
Um, this is uh, in the mid 2000s. And Hollywood's business model at that time was beginning to fall apart. Um, DVD sales, which had provided a lot of uh, a lot of cash for the studios, those were dwindling. And streaming was just coming onto the horizon, but it wasn't. It certainly wasn't a suitable uh, um, <laughs> cash stream yet, right? And so Hollywood was in that funky place. And so the CEO of the studio said that when everything around us is changing, it's so important to understand who we are and what we stand for. And to accomplish that, he assembled a, an offsite, a two-day offsite in the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills of 100 or so of the most senior executives from around the world in, in the company. And I was fortunate to be able to be in the ballroom uh, when this happened. And literally for two days, all these overpaid executives um, discussed, debated, and defined a single sentence. And that mm -hmm. is a mission statement for the company. And the CEO felt it was so important to create a mission statement, you know, that he would go through the expense and the opportunity cost of assembling all these executives because without that mission statement, as we as executives just navigate the myriad of opportunities and decisions that we have to make in our, in our daily business lives, if we don't know what the company stands for, then we lack a filter for understanding um, how to make the optimal decisions. And so the notion of a mission statement is well proven in corporate lives. And it's also relevant and applicable to our personal lives as well. And so that's why I think it's such a, such a powerful tool. And this feels like what we've been talking about for the last 20 some odd minutes. This feels like the secrets. It feels like the secrets to unlodging yourself from where you're at, the secrets to moving closer to where you want to be. I think we spend so much time talking about what to invest in and um, buying our house and the tools around money. But this really feels like the secret sauce, if you will, as to how we how we make all of those things happen, how we plug in all of those facets. Once we really really define, really get granular with our goals, with our vision. I mean, am I correct here? Like this, this really feels like what you need to pay attention to, to move to that next place you want to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's fundamental and often the obvious it is obscured, you know, and we skip the basic steps um, in part because we're just so busy and so rushing you know, trying to um, trying to accomplish discrete things without pausing to understand um, whether or not 
however we're spending our time, whether uh, whether or not this is actually going to get us to where we ultimately want to to be. Um, and so it is. It is it. This creates a foundation to build, you know, a meaningful, enriched life, because the reality is that ultimately what people want in life is much larger than just a prestigious and satisfying business career. Um, you know, that they want a lot more out of, out of life. And when I, when I researched the book, I interviewed scores of high achievement professionals around the world. And I asked, and I asked everyone, how do you define success? And the most accomplished people consistently said the same thing, which is success is all about controlling your time, mastery over time. And when you control your time, you can control your life. And ultimately, that's, that's what's most important. And the reason is because when you control your time, that means that you can spend it you know, if you choose to do so in a purposeful way, you can spend it on what matters most to you. And that provides the meaning which everyone yearns for in life. Mm. Yeah, that's so profound. Well, there's there's so much good stuff in this book. We could probably talk for hours about it. But let's say, just hypothetically speaking, if if we were hanging out together on the beach, maybe having some tea, I don't know, whatever we do on the beach, <laughs> what would you say are, you know, the couple of biggest takeaways that I need to know about living an enriched life? Like what what could I start today to get me to that place? So, two things, and we've we've kind of discussed one of them. Um, the first thing is to recognize that financial security is foundational and that every professional should urgently prioritize financial security. And the second thing is to live intentionally. And so let's spend some time talking about financial security. After all, this is the Bolito Money podcast, and so we should talk a bit about money. So, you know, as much in my early days in my career that I focused on optimizing life, because my career was going so well and I loved my job and my company loved me, financial security never even crossed my mind. Mm. And... It, and I didn't realize how important it is and how much I needed it until the fat paycheck stopped. And <laughs> I was handicapped by financial insecurity. And that's not a happy place to be. And even though I thought I was doing everything right, I was saving every month. Uh, and I always tended to come out ahead every year. Um, I didn't have any independent cash flow, which meant that I was dependent 
upon that paycheck. And particularly in 2021, with when there is no job security, to tie our income security on to a paycheck is very tenuous and very dangerous. And so I, I, I would encourage everyone in, who's listening to this podcast to prioritize accelerating financial security. And there are two big reasons why so. The, the offensive reason is that financial security creates optionality, which gives us the ability to live and to work on our, old, on our own terms. And I think that's what we all strive for. But there's a defensive reason as well, and that is that financial security uh, untethers the paycheck to the uh, to our income security, so that um, it, you know, should there be yeah. some exogenous shock, that we're still okay, and most people take a 40 year or so time frame to create financial security. We start working in our 20s. Uh, we hope that sometime in our 60s we can stop working and then we can do what we wish we could have done all along. And rather than taking a 40-year journey to get to financial security, accelerate that. Do it in 20 years. Do it in 10 years. Do it in five years. But, but come up with a plan uh, and commit to that plan to accelerate financial security. And that really involves... Um, internalizing and innately committing to the goal of, you know, accelerated fast-tracked financial security. And once you've done that, then create as many milestones, incrementalize as, as, as much as necessary so that you have a reasonable path to get to that. And when I talk uh, to people about financial security, I think that an Aztec pyramid serves as a really good metaphor. Because if we think about the pyramids in Central America, um, they're built to last and to stand the test of time. Yes. They have strong foundations, and that strong foundation supports multiple upper tiers or layers and your financial security should look the same way. It should have a strong foundation of being financially fit. And that involves uh, both the income as well as the expense side of the money equations. And on top of that foundation, um, Try to layer on multiple income streams or tiers. And these income streams should be passive. They should be predictable. They should be recurring. They should be diversified. And they should be tax efficient. And if you manage to 
achieve income streams that satisfy that criteria, then you've done a pretty good job at creating financial security that can stand the test of time. I like that example, building it like an Aztec pyramid. I mean, I can visually see what that looks like in my head. So I think that is is so exciting. And I am just, I am committed myself to living an enriched life. And I can't say that I always did, that I always knew how to do that. And that's certainly something this podcast and guests like yourself have really brought to my life is opening my eyes to new things and new ways of thinking. So I really hope this message is also resonating with somebody who is listening. Todd, please tell us, uh, where do we go to pick up a copy of your book, Enriched? And how do we connect with you if we want to learn more? Sure. So the book is available uh, in all formats on Amazon. And for American uh, for Americans, that's probably the easiest way to pick up a, a book, but it's on retail outlets uh, on a worldwide basis. And to find out more about me and about this philosophy to enrich, uh, you can go to my website, enrich101.com. All right. So Todd's book, Enrich, was just named one of the eight best books for financial bliss by Entrepreneur Magazine. And I think you can see why, right? It's so powerful. And I can't emphasize that enough. I feel like a broken record. So your homework today is think about what it would be like to live an enriched life and then jot down some of the areas where your life is pulling you away from that vision. That's where the work starts. Because I don't see any reason why you and me, why we can't have an enriched life. So if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, share it with a friend, with a family member, someone that you know needs to hear this episode. And as always, thank you so much for being a listener. I couldn't do this without you. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC.